the morning. Just when you thought it was safe to go back to camp, here's even more heart-pounding terror. Five years after the horrible bloodbath at Camp Crystal Lake, all that remains is the legend of Jason Voorhees and his demented mother, who had murdered seven camp counselors at a nearby summer camp. The new counselors are unconcerned about the warnings to stay away from the infamous site. Carefree, the young people roam the area, not sensing the ominous lurking presence. One by one, they are attacked and brutally slaughtered. Suspense and screams abound in this compelling chiller. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here we review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So here we are back for November, and this month we are celebrating slashers. So it is a slasher month. What better way to celebrate Thanksgiving? So tonight we're taking a look at Friday the 13th Part 2 from 1981. You heard what the Amazon... Prime description was. Let's dive right into the shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Let's start with the top this time. Alrighty then. So, number three. The film is left open-ended, just primed for another movie to take place afterwards. And, you know, with Friday the 13th, I kind of always want a little more. Number two. The recap and survivor scene at the very beginning of the movie, before the opening credits, really sets the tone for the movie. I just wish it would have kept that tone the whole way through. Yeah, some of the best parts of the movie. And number one, this is a Friday the 13th movie, and it delivers on everything that is Friday the 13th. Nudity, teenage sex, and murders by one of the Voorhees family. Number three, there was, of course, the You're Doomed guy at the beginning of the film, which has become a staple of slasher films in general. I don't think this is where that trip originated from, but... It was still awesome to see, nonetheless. Number two. This film is the first official film in the series where Jason Voorhees is the actual killer, and he definitely knows how to make a debut. He's a lot more intimidating than his mother, and unlike in other subsequent films, he actually sets up traps for some of his victims, making him kind of like a serial-killing mountain man rather than just a giant uh, machete-wielding murderer. And number one, I'm pretty sure this is the only film in the franchise where Jason's murder spree is brought to a very temporary end by something relating back to his mother. While his backstory and his his mother issues remain the same throughout the series, even in the reboots, he's always stopped by something completely unrelated, and that makes sense. I mean, they couldn't really just repeat the same ending, but it's kind of nice seeing it tie back to his mother a little bit. So on to the bottom. For me, number three, the kills, especially by today's standards, are very mild and not really that creative. It's kind of just like spear, machete, cutthroat. And, you know, the best death scene in the whole movie was actually in the recap of the original movie where Mother Voorhees' head gets chopped off. I wonder what the budget for this movie was. It felt like it was much lower than the original. Number two. You always go for the finisher when the slasher is down. You know, and they get Jason down so many times in this movie. It's like three or four times. And they just run away. Don't run away. Finish him off. Exactly. And at this point, he's not like an immortal being or whatever. At least as far as anybody's concerned. He's just some dude who lives at the camp and, you know, survives by killing teenagers. And then number one, the you're doomed guy meets his own doom. Very, very sad day in cinema history. R.I.P. 
Well, number three, I agree with Corey. They actually killed the You're Doomed guy, which makes you wonder who are unexpected teenagers supposed to ignore on their way to Camp Crystal Lake now? He was an invaluable member of the community and will certainly be missed. Number two, being the second film in the Friday the 13th series and the first film with Jason Voorhees as the main antagonist, he had not yet acquired his iconic hockey mask. Instead, he just kind of wore a bag over his head. I mean, this is really more of a criticism in retrospect, but it's still kind of weird watching Jason Voorhees kill people without the hockey mask. It just doesn't seem right. And number one, I felt like this movie was pretty light on the actual slashing. There were so many people shown throughout the film that could have been potential slasher victims, but in the end, there was not all that much slashing to be had as there could have been. Also, the slashing that was shown was really not all that impressive. Like Corey said, the most impressive slashing was as a flashback from the original film. So I'm definitely glad Jason honed his skills in the later installments of the series. Where he learned to do things like punch people's heads off. Exactly. He um, comes a lot more badass later on. Though, I mean, the setting traps was kind of cool. He, I guess he forgets to do that later on. The, uh, the dialogue wasn't too impressive, but we managed to capture enough to have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth, and you tell us who had the better quotes. I'll get us started with, being a counselor isn't the gravy summer job everybody thinks it is. You're all doomed. This place is starting to look like a Burger King. Mother is talking to you. No seconds on desserts? Mother has a reward for you. Frog in a blender? And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this film or want to tell us who won Quote Wars, leave it in the comments below. It's time to give our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. One to ten. One being the best, ten being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a four out of ten. I also gave it a four out of ten. Yeah, Friday the 13th Part 2 is your typical slasher fare. Teenagers being stalked and savagely killed by a deranged maniac. The deaths are pretty basic, with the best one actually being in the recap of the original film. More than half of the movie is kids running around camp or going to the bar in town, which actually drastically reduces the number of victims available. There's honestly nothing special about this entry in the series except that it introduces us to Jason as the killer. Well, Friday the 13th Part 2 obviously isn't the first in the series. It's the one that established a lot of the staples that the franchise would be known for. This is the film where the legend himself, Jason Voorhees, the nearly invincible, machete-wielding, hockey mask-wearing behemoth of a man begins his reign of terror, the unexpected teenagers of Camp Crystal Lake, though he doesn't have a machete or a hockey mask in this one. He's finally moved out of his mother's basement and is ready to make his own path in life. However, being a slasher film, this movie has all the typical shortcomings of films in that genre. Poor acting, one-dimensional characters who exist basically to die later on, and an annoying amount of fake-outs that make you think that something's going to happen when nothing's actually happening. Regardless of all that, it's easy to see why this franchise became well-known and how Jason Voorhees became one of the most iconic slasher villains in horror history. This is one case in which the man definitely lives up to the legend. Although, he definitely gets better as time goes on. So there you have it, a uh, you know, modest 4 out of 10 from both of us. I think it's time to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. 
Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give you some drinking games for this film, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time someone breaks one of Paul's rules, take a drink. Never break Paul's rules. Number two, every time Jason changes weapons, take a drink. Whenever someone encounters a corpse, take a drink. Anytime someone says Paul's name, take a drink. And of course, because it's slasher month, anytime someone gets slashed, take a drink. Every time Jason's theme music plays, take a drink. Every time a couple sneaks off to have sex, take a drink. Every time there's a fake out and the person shown sneaking up behind someone else or popping up out of nowhere isn't actually Jason, take a drink. And every time you see Jason's mother's severed head, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us bmoviebros at gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. So it's the end of the first week here for Slasher Month, and uh, so that means in the top spot is Friday the 13th Part 2. Will it be able to hold on to that title? Only time will tell. Next week, I think maybe we should go out for something to eat. Maybe we should go to Burger. We could even go through the drive-thru. Nothing bad can go on there. You know, Horno the Clown, maybe he be, he'll be there, maybe he won't. So next time, friends, drive-thru. Until then, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get over the next one. I've seen you, I've seen you.